You're tuned in to The Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconado.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconado. Are you tired of the rat race? Are you tired of living in this social media comparative world where literally there's so much pressure on you and are you a Christian that feels like you have to be part of some cool crowd you got to be part of the group well I want to talk to you if you felt any of these pressures if you've seen these things online and how we can get out of this because this is unhealthy behavior and in our context of coming out from among them which we've been talking about now for the last couple months i think it's it's led to this as the world has gotten so toxic in the social media realm even though there's good stuff on social media thank god thank god we can turn it around and use it for his glory and and put the message out on shows like this and teachings and things that many of you are doing thank you thank you for sharing the memes that encourage folks and sharing godly quotes and many of the things that you do i know that not all of you are out there doing toxic stuff on social media but there is a large contingent of people out there that are putting out what i would consider toxic material online even in the name of christianity it's gotten so out of hand and i think we need to talk about it today so i've been praying i've been seeking the lord's heart and we are constantly reevaluating always asking the Lord to search our hearts, you know, searching our own hearts. Uh, But I think that that's really helped by the Holy Spirit who shows us areas that we need to peel away, things that we need to change. It's so important that we go to the Holy Spirit and we say, Holy Spirit, search my heart. Is there an area that I need to improve? Is there something that I can do better? You know, that's always been my M.O., is, is to constantly be evolving in a way that more flesh is peeled away and, and brokenness is healed and then I'm constantly growing. Do you have that desire? I'm no better than you. Do you have the desire to grow in the Lord? Do you want to go deeper? Do you want to actually continually improve your reality and con- continually improve your, your mind, your thought process? You know, how much toxic stuff are we putting in? I see some people as I go around the nation, people I talk to, and, and, they're, and they're so full of toxic content in their mind because of stuff that they're watching. And even though a lot of it is true, uh, but we need to be watchmen. It's important for us to know the plans of the enemy. It's important for us to expose the plans of the enemy. But when we live in that constantly and aren't filling ourselves up with the Holy Spirit and aren't filling ourselves with our daily bread, the word of God, which is a lamp unto our feet. If we're not in the presence of the most high God, constantly recharging, dying to our flesh, then what happens is out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If you're living in a constant state of watching these videos and and reading social media posts and listening to toxic people or people that have agendas or people that have gotten in the flesh, they may be good people, they may love the Lord, but maybe they got in the flesh and, and, and they've led their folks into the flesh. 
So is this the next step of coming out from among them? I believe it is. Here's what I believe we need to do in this season. I prayed about this. This is what we're going to talk about today. I think this is going to help you to to have a healthier balance, to, to have a healthy balanced perspective as a Christian. Even though the world is toxic, even though everything evil is happening right now, we see it. The rise in the spirit of Antichrist, Christian persecution, uptick, wars and rumors of wars, pestilence, famines, all the things that scripture said would happen. Even though that's happening, we can come out from among them and still be operating in the calling that God has put on our life. We can walk worthy of the calling. That's what I want to do. Is that what you want to do? I want to, I want to walk, I want to finish well. I want to stay on fire. I want to stay humble. So here's the list that God gave me. But before I give this list out, and we're going to talk about this throughout the show today, I want to talk about a scripture that says these are the signs of the end times. We we talk about this a lot. We read it a lot. The signs of the end times. In 2 Timothy 3, 2, it says, People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, and unholy, okay? Without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good. Mm. And it says they're treacherous, they're rash, they're conceited, they're lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. Wow. Wow. Uh, in the New Living Translation, it says they'll act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. <laughs> wow. It's important for us to understand that's what's happening right now. So in order for us to come out from among them, in order for us to, to get out of the rat rates, you got to stop comparing. Number one, consecrate ourselves. We got to search our hearts, ask the Holy Spirit to search our hearts, and ask the Lord if there are areas we need to change in our lives and repent of. Ask the Lord, ask the Holy Spirit, what are the areas in my life that I need to repent of? Create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit in me. Number two, we got to stop allowing distractions to consume us. We can't run to people to get these daily words, friends. I know, I know it's very tempting you know what that's reminiscent of? It's reminiscent of, of psychics and mediums. And it, what it is, is it's a dependence on something other than God. We're, we're, we're packaging it in a way, oh yeah, I need to get my word. But instead of going to God and getting the word from the word or from his Holy Spirit, we're reliant on another human being. And that's where it can get very dangerous because it all depends on if that person is actually hearing from the Lord or not. And sometimes they are, and that's okay. But we've got, we can't be distracted. There's so many distractions in the world today. There's so many things that are garnering, that are, that are jockeying for our attention. And what these things are is there to keep us in a place where we're, where we're dependent, we're anxious, we're nervous, we're worrying, we're fearful. Anything but the peace that passes understanding. Anything but actually being in the presence of the Most High God. Because when you're in the presence of the Most High God, what happens is your countenance changes. Remember when Moses came down from the mountain 
It was all over his countenance. He was just in the presence and the glory of God. You can see, you can sense, you can search, you can know, you can find out when somebody's been in the presence of God. It's easy because you test the spirits and and you see it all over them. It's exuding from their very being, the glory, the presence. You You can tell that they're filled with the glory. Have you ever seen anybody like that, that you just know they've spent time in the presence of God? Well, it's the same the other direction. When somebody needs to get in the presence of God, but they've been so consumed and distracted, you can see it. There's worry, there's fear, there's anxiety, there's depression, there's anger, there's bitterness, there's covetedness, anything that's not of the fruit of the Spirit. See, this is what the enemy wants. He wants us so distracted. And so many people, So many people are distracted right now. They're making idols of man. And we're going to get to that in just a few minutes. Stop allowing the distractions to consume us. We can't run to these people every day to get a daily word. We need to hear from God ourselves and seek his face. We must have an active prayer life because the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. Number three, humble ourselves. The Bible says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. The pride in the church has gotten out of control. When or if we consecrate, it should immediately humble us as we get rid of any unnecessary flesh, vain imaginations, ungodly desires, comparison, covetedness, all the things that we just talked about, the the, the feelings that make us feel entitled. I'm entitled to a ministry position. Why? Because you've been going to church for a couple of years? Is that entitle you to, to, you know, why aren't you raising me up, pastor? Well, we have to wait for the Holy Spirit to say that. I can't just be pressured by somebody who wants me to put them in a position. You know how many times that's happened over the years? Somebody wants me to put them in a position. You're, you're not recognizing my gifts. Well, no, I'm the pastor of the church. I got to make sure that you're in the right place to be in leadership. You know, so there's all these different things that, that people are doing. They're trying to rush God. They're, they're trying to compare. They, they have to have a ministry because all these other people have ministries. I have to have a ministry, Pastor Todd. Why? I mean, you have a ministry. Go out and make disciples. That's the Great Commission. You know, whoever God's put in your life right now, minister to those folks, even if it's one or two people, family members, children in your family. There's so much we need to discuss today. We've got to get out of the rat race. What does that look like? What does that mean? Why is God speaking that? Stay tuned, Pastor Todd. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant. We're so thankful that you're tuning in all around the world. We are developing a new app, and I am excited about this app. This app is going to be like, uh, you know, as good as the Fox News app. I mean, I'm telling you, this thing's got everything. And uh, it's costing us, you know, a couple thousand dollars. One person donated about most of it, but we do need to cover the rest of it. And there's still a pretty big ticket on that. So, um, you know, we added some features and things like that. It's going to be part of the strategy of the Underground Railroad for the Remnant, you know, developing this Underground Railroad for the Remnant. I want to say... Uh, it's actually two people, a couple that donated five grand towards this and they're amazing and they knew who they are. Thank you. Um, the total cost is now about seven 
thousand three hundred or so, which is if you're in the app development business, you'll know that's actually very good. Um, so you know, it's just we got to put this whole thing together. Uh, there's an annual cost. There's other little hidden fees. There's an initial out the gate cost. There's uh, you know paying the people salary. They're working on it. All that stuff. I, I, anybody that runs a business, you understand that. But this is this is important because we're putting together this. You know what it is? It's a uh, it, it's a place where we can message each other. We can have groups. Uh, we can have you know content like this, and it's not censored. And God forbid they were to take us down on Facebook or some of these social media platforms, we'll have a home that they can't do that. You know, so that's the key about this whole thing. I think you're going to really appreciate it. It's going to send you push notifications when I go live. I'm going to be able to go live on it. There's just a lot of functionalities that are going to be amazing. So if you feel in your heart to help us and support us in this and many other efforts, you know, we're we're needing to expand at the RRC in Nashville, and we're going to go into a Friday and Sunday service very soon. And there's just certain things that we need to buy um, you know, a new mixer that's going to allow us to have a better sound on television. Uh, right now, we've got a kind of an antiquated one. It was good to start with, but, uh, you know, if you know sound, you can probably notice that we're not mixing correctly with the worship and things like that. So we've got to buy, you know, just equipment. And many of you have helped us along the way. And I just want to thank you each and every time we put out a need. Uh, this remnant community has stepped up and I that humbles me tremendously and uh, I don't like to ask for these things, but, you know, in order for us to expand, we're in a major war, major battle, we do need your support. So you can go to pastortodd.org, and there's an area where you can donate there, or you can go to toddcoconado.com slash give, and that will help us in these and many, many other things that we're working on. Okay, so we're going to get into number uh, four here. Number three was humble ourselves talking about the pride in the church being out of control, but if we consecrate, it should immediately humble us and get rid of unnecessary flesh, vain imaginations, and ungodly desires. And that means a lot of things. I see people flossing out there, you know, uh, acting like they're celebrities, they're pastors, but they're acting like they're celebrities. You need to stop that. That's not, that's not uh, who the Lord is. That's not, that's not uh, in fact, it, the enemy uses that against the church. And I know many of you have seen this, and it's very disturbing. So I pray that folks humble themselves. I pray that we make it about God. We don't build our own kingdom. We build the kingdom. Number four, stop comparing. Look, every one of us has our own calling, and all of our callings are very unique. And so no one else can fill your shoes. I can't fill somebody else's shoes. There may be similarities. There may be things that are similar that are, you know, like, for instance, with me and my friend Mario, you know, we have a lot of similar things in our calling, and that's why I relate to him, and it's easy for us to do the show together, but even he and I have different callings. You know, he does different things than I do. There's many things that we do that are similar, but it, it's important that you understand this. I mean, we all have to just stop comparing. You know, there's a lot of aspiring in the body of Christ, and I had to kill this myself. I had to kill this in my flesh. Because I would say, why is it that this person's getting invited there and I'm not? Or why is it that these people are linking up and, you know, but then I realized like, no, that's actually God's protection. It's actually God's protection. And if you desire and we desire to do what God has for us and that door isn't opening or somebody's not inviting you or whatever the case may be, or your ministry maybe isn't growing as fast as you'd like it to, who's this for? Is it for us or for God? 
Because isn't he the one that opens the doors? Isn't he the one that gives and takes away? Of course he is. So if we're doing this for him, we shouldn't even care about that stuff. All we can do is show up. We, get, we, we show up and we say, Lord, if you've trusted me with two people or 10 people or 100 people or 1,000 people, whatever the amount of people that God is, is, is giving you a platform to share his word and the truth, just do it faithfully. Don't compare yourself. Each of us have our own cause, and they're different and unique. Seek to please God. Do what's right in his eyes. And that's how we walk worthy of the calling. This will grant his favor and his anointing. It's the anointing that destroys that yoke of bondage. It's the anointing that's going to open the doors. Just let God lead. The, God's going to do that. Our job is to stay consecrated, to stay right in our minds, in our, in our faith, in our, in our hearts, and to seek his face. And that way we don't, we don't need to compare. We just do what we're called to do. I really believe this is something somebody on here needs to hear today. You've been watching other ministries. You've been, you know, you want, you, you're jockeying for something. It's like, it's like, it's almost a, it is a manipulation. You don't realize it, but it is. It's a manipulation to try to get into a certain position, try to get into a certain group. And there's a lot of manipulation going on. That is a toxic behavior. Manipulation is a toxic behavior. It's a selfish behavior because what, what you're trying to do is you're trying to position yourself. Now, I'm not trying to be rude or mean. Have we all done this? Yeah, we've all done it. But we've got to understand God has us exactly where we need to be. If you're showing up and you're, and you're seeking his face and you're praying and you're asking the Lord to order your steps and you're being obedient to him the best way that you know how, you're in the word, you have an active prayer life, you love the Lord with all your heart. If you're doing all these things, you're exactly where you need to be. Because when the right time comes, God will expand your territory. When the time comes, he will open doors. Your, your walk, your journey may never look like what that other person's journey looks like. And that's okay. Because they're not you and you're not them. You have a unique group of experiences that you've walked through that have shaped you and molded you into the person that you are today. Other people haven't experienced what you've experienced. Other people haven't walked through what you've walked through. Other people don't have the unique skill set that you have. You have a unique set of skills that God has equipped you and set you up for in order to walk out your ultimate purpose and calling. Our best thing that we can do is just make sure that we're positioned in a place that we can say, send me. Here I am, Lord, use me. Don't get ahead of yourself. Don't covet a calling. Don't, don't get anxious. It says don't be anxious for anything and all things in prayer and supplication. We've got to remember what this is for. It's not for our own glory. It's not for our own benefit, even though there is benefit that comes along with serving the Lord. Because when you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, these things are added unto you. But what God is saying is, is look, is this a career choice that you're trying to, are you trying to get a better career in the ministry or is this a calling? It's a calling. So very, very important. Don't compare yourself to these other folks. And there is so many more things that we're going to cover in just the next few minutes. So I got to go to a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to get in a 14 minute segment. We're going to really nail these down. And I think this is going to help you. Okay pastortodd.org is the website pastortodd.org and we'll be right back with the Todd Coconut show Lord I thank you for sunshine thank you for rain 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant. All around the world streaming right now on many different platforms. We're so thankful that you're here. I appreciate you. Today we're talking about getting out of the rat race. Ha ha. Don't be part of the rat pack. You gotta get out of the rat race. What does that look like? Okay, I'm just gonna reiterate just in case you just tuned in. Consecrate yourselves. Stop allowing distractions to confuse us. Number two. Humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord. He will lift you up. Number three. Uh, number four is stop comparing. Stop comparing. And I'm not going to number five now. Number five. Stop making idols of men. My God, stop it. There should not be any jockeying for a position or desire to be part of a cool crowd in Christianity. My goodness. We can definitely have mentors and elders and friends and key alignments and people we look up to in the ministry, but this doesn't mean we pledge our allegiance to men over God. No, no pledging our allegiance to men over God. Friends, how did we start doing that? I don't know. I think social media has played a big part of this, even though it's been going on for many years. But there's a lot of people jockeying and and manipulating. This is like high school. Stop. Just realize how crazy and ridiculous this is. Is God not the one that raises us up? Is God not the one that lifts us up? If God isn't in it, then, we're, you know, look, if, if he doesn't build the house, we, we labor in vain, okay? A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. And, of course, that applies to a woman as well. Double-mindedness is very, very pervasive right now. People are double-minded. They're, they're looking to all different types of things to fulfill them instead of being in the presence of the Lord. We've got to get back to the basics. We've got to restore the foundations. We've got to get back to a real and true relationship with the living God. We can't jockey for positions. That is so silly, ridiculous, and not Christian, and it's actually sad that I even have to talk about this, but yet this is a big deal right now. Number six, get away from sin. Come out from the world, the Babylon system, and live in a way that is set apart and reflects our faith. We've got to raise our children in the ways of the Lord and teach them his word. Close the open doors. If we all effectively did this, and we really took heed and really said, you know what, I do want to close these open doors of sin. I do want to get away from the Babylon system. I don't want to have any part. What place does light have with darkness? I don't want to have any part with this stuff. It's going to change everything. The dynamic of your family, what's happening in your house, what you've allowed to come into your house. I'm telling you, friends, these things are extremely important. Get away from the sin. Come out of the world system. Live in a way that is set apart and reflects our faith. Raise our children in the ways of the Lord. Teach them his word. The word of God does not return back void. Number seven, know the Bible. This is the roadmap. We gotta hide it in our heart. This is how we get our faith. What do you mean this is how we get our faith? Well, faith comes from hearing, hearing the word of God. The devil has been so strategic in trying to get people so distracted, as we talked about earlier, that we're so focused on everything else that we forgot what the whole thing is. What's the mission? To know him and to make him known. How do we know him? 
We have an active prayer life and we get into his word. His word is living. It is a lamp unto our feet. It is the daily bread. The Bible is so important. Have you noticed how they've just tried to continually suppress the Bible, continually distract us, continue, change the Bible? There's so much attack on the word of God. That is the sword. That is the weapon. That is the weapon that we use. That's why the devil doesn't want us to have it. So very obnoxious, very annoying, very crazy. Get away from it. Hallelujah. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Praise your name. I just feel like somebody's going to break through right now. Somebody's going to break through. Know the Bible. Know the Bible. Know the word. Hide it in their heart. Hallelujah. I pray you're getting something from this today. Number eight, make disciples. Be about the great commission. Go and make disciples of the nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach them the ways of the word of God. Be a soul winner. This is the main thing, friends. This is what God wants of us. You know, I had a, a 16-year-old on the broadcast this last week. Her name was uh, Hannah Faulkner. She's awesome. You can go back on my Rumble channel, which is a Todd Coconato show, and listen to this 16-year-old truth-seeking patriot okay, named Hannah Faulkner. And listen, I, I talked to Tommy Lauren when she first came out many years ago. And uh, I'll tell you, this Hannah Faulkner, she reminds me of her. But I think, you know, hopefully she stays on course. I think she will. She's got really solid upbringing. And I, I was really impressed by her on the show. You know, sometimes you have somebody on and you have no idea what they're going to say or anything. And then it's like they just blow you, you blow your mind away. You know, I mean, she really, 16 years old. I pray my daughter is is like that, you know, and, and that she's obedient like that. And that just shows when somebody raises their daughter in the ways of the Lord. So powerful. So amazing. Um, this is what we need. This is what we need, friends. Know the Bible. Make disciples. Do what's right. Number nine, do what's right. Don't fleece the saints. My goodness. These people that are out there fleecing the saints. What do you mean, Todd, fleecing the saints? They're selling gimmicks, a bunch of nonsense. And, and because the followers don't really know the word and you know some of them are new believers, they're taking advantage of them. Even some people that have been in the Lord for a long time. You know, People want to believe these people are, are you know, doing the right thing because they should be. And listen, God's going to cut them down. You can run on for a long time, but you better believe you're going to get cut down fleecing the saints. We've talked about the false prophets for a couple of months. You know, finally the Lord released me of, of talking about that. But, you know, why was it such a big burden and a heavy thing? And I'm not saying I won't ever talk about it again, but, you know, I'm just saying, why was it so big on my heart? Because they're fleecing the saints. These people are knowingly... You know, some of them aren't, but some of them are knowingly putting out false information. Come on. And then, and then they say God said, and then it doesn't happen. Well, it's because God didn't say it. They're fleecing the saints. They're showmen. Not all of them. Of course, I believe in real prophecy. There's some amazing, the false prophets make the real prophets look bad because then the people don't trust the real prophets. Well, there are real prophets. I know many of them. I operate in the gift of prophecy. I believe in prophecy. Anyway, do what's right. Don't fleece the saints. Don't sell gimmicks and marketing strategies in the name of God. That's what happened in the temple when Jesus flipped the tables. We don't want to do that. Be real. Be authentic. That's what people want right now. That's what they're hungry for, but even more so, that's what God wants. He wants us to be authentic and real. We have to answer to God. Every one of those people, you know, leaders are held to a higher standard. Every one of those folks that have fleeced the saints and done things like that don't have any outreach in their ministry. They're just taking it all in not doing anything to outreach, not doing anything to equip the saints, not doing anything to help folks. Where does the money go? Where does it even go? They're fleecing the saints. 
We need to be real. We need to be authentic, and we got to stop with the gimmicks. Number number uh, 10, repent. We got to live a lifestyle of repentance. Be a person who is after God's heart. You know, it's like David. David wasn't perfect, but he was a man after God's heart. Why? Because he was a man that lived a lifestyle of repentance. Repentance has been like a bad word in the church for so many years. Yet that is the way that we take back our country is if my people, those are God's people, the ecclesia, repent, 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 repent. It's got to be when repentance becomes the message of the church, that's when we're going to see full-blown revival. And it's coming. I believe it's coming. But we're at a moment of decision right now. And, and we've got, it's an if my people moment. Number 11, be a pure stream. Stop trying to fit in with others who are not in the same mindset. God is looking for people who are willing to get rid of the leaven. What fellowship does light have with darkness? We don't need to, you don't need to align with people that are not pure. You don't need to align with people that are willing to consecrate just because they got a lot of followers, mean spirited people, angry people, people that are out there fleecing the saints, whatever, all the stuff that we've talked about. All that stuff that we've talked about, we, we can avoid if we allow the Holy Spirit to search our heart and we, and we live in a consecrated manner and we come out from among them and we do what's right before the Lord. And we make disciples. We know the Bible. We get away from sin. We stop making idols. We stop comparing. We humble ourselves. We stop allowing distractions to confuse us and we consecrate ourselves. That's it. That's going to set you up for success. It set me up for success. And that leads us into number 12, don't compromise. We never need to compromise to get to our calling. We never need to compromise to get to our calling. Thank you, Jesus. All we've got to do is just show up and do what's right before God. That's the answer. Number 13, cry out to God. Pray for this nation and the church. Get involved when God says to do so. Be active in the community. Faith without works is dead. We got to occupy and go out, go out, cast out, drive out. That's Ekbalo. Go out, cast out, drive out. We've got to occupy. We can't leave vacuums in areas like politics and others where the church has historically hasn't been engaged. We've got to get engaged. Number 14, go deeper, 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 deeper. Get on fire for God. Stay on fire for God. How, what does that look like? All of the above, doing all of the above. Everything that we talked about today, that's what it looks like. If we do those things, the Lord's going to bless us. If we do those things, the Lord's going to, he's going to meet us. We got to go deeper. What is it going to take for us to go deeper? Let's ask that question. You know, on Firepower the other day, I was talking about this with Mario, and I said, you know, what is it going to take? I mean, they're already castrating our kids. <laughs> I mean, look what they're doing. Look how evil the world is right now. What is, it gonna, what is the red line? What is it going to take for Christians to finally get involved, to get engaged, to go deeper, to cry out to God? We become so comfortable. It's like the Roman Empire before it fell. And so many people are so positive that everything's just going to be great. You know, it may not go that direction. If we don't repent, we're at a moment of decision. I believe that the, the future is in the balance here, depending on what we do. Who's sounding the alarm? Not a lot of people. But we got to go deeper and then when we're deeper, we get revelation from the Lord. We get revelation. We get strategy. We, we, get, we get divine inspiration, divine strategy and wisdom from the Holy Spirit. And I believe that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to, to engage him. He wants us to inquire of his spirit. If we're on fire for him, we're moving in the spirit. Any moment can be a holy moment. You walk in a restaurant, it can be a holy moment. You know, you have a, a conversation with somebody at work, that could be a holy moment. Every moment it's available 
if we're on fire. We got to be on fire. Number 15, get out of the rat race. It's unhealthy and won't get you anywhere anyways. Listen, you're spinning your wheels. What is a rat race? You're spinning your wheels. It's like it's like the, the hamster in the wheel, you know? It, it's, it's, it's the same thing over and over again as the definition of insanity. This is what we've been doing. This comparison. You know, looking at ourselves in light of somebody else's ministry, somebody else's life, somebody else's marriage, somebody else's job. Whatever it is, with the comparison, the comparison, the infighting, the jockeying, I think it makes the Lord sick. It should make all of us sick. This is a time to really get right in our heart. It's not going to be determinative based upon what my neighbor's doing. It's determinative on what I'm doing, how I'm leading my family. You know, there's a lot of people complain about their marriage all the time. Look, no marriage is easy. Some are easier than others, yes. Some people are more difficult, sure. But see, when we compare, it's like the Bible literally says not to do that, not to covet thy neighbor's wife, not to covet thy neighbor's things. So in this last segment, and I hope that you know that I'm saying all these things. First of all, I'm taking my own advice. I'm not preaching to you. I'm just having a conversation here because I think if we do these things, we're going to be in a better place. God is going to honor these things. And, and. This is what we need to do. We need to seek the heart of God. And we've got to say, Lord, what can I do to be better? What can I do to be better before you? How can I improve? You know, even though the world is crazy, even though there's so many things going on, what can I do to to be a better Christian? What can I do to be a better example? What can I do to be a better husband, a better wife, a better friend? Lord, I just want to please you. I want to be in your presence. I want to be on fire for you. Jesus, do you desire that fire? It's not, I'm not preaching to you. Listen, this last segment is going to be important. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is the Todd Coconato Show. Take me back to all things. All right, welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show, otherwise known as The Remnant. We're on the fourth segment of the broadcast today, getting out of the rat race once and for all. And I hope these things have helped you today. And I just want to kind of recap everything now and just really think of this in a perspective because what what does this become about? You know, what what is the whole walk that we're walking out as a Christian? What does it become? Has it become comparison? Has it become stressful? It never should be stressful. You know, I used to have a an awesome mentor that said um, something like this. She said, when ministry stops being fun, you need to start worrying about what you know, you're doing wrong because, and that's with any kind of job or work. I mean, you know, not that all things are fun. I'm not saying work is fun, but you know, when you stop, when you hate it, when you dread it, in other words, something's wrong. You're either in the wrong job, you're doing the wrong thing. You shouldn't dread ministry. You shouldn't hate it. It should actually be fulfilling. Now, is there warfare? Yes, a lot of warfare. Are, are there things that are going to discourage you? Are people going to come against you? Are people going to accuse you? All that stuff happens. But there still should be a joy and a satisfaction and a peace over you when you're, when you're walking in the anointing of the Holy Spirit and you're doing what you're called to do. When it becomes dreadful or when you're, you're finding yourself dealing with health ramifications or anxiety or something's not right, something's off. And I just think, you know, maybe God led you here to this program today because the jockeying and the comparison and, you know what, friends, I got pulled into it. I'm just, can I be transparent for a few minutes here? I got pulled into it too. 
And I had to really look at my schedule and everything, my alignments, and just cut out a bunch of extra stuff that I didn't need to be involved with, that I didn't need to be aligned with, that I, because what would start happening is, is go back to the beginning, it it was the distractions. It was distracting me from the calling. And it was causing me to, to feel weary and tired and beat down and dreading the ministry and I was like well wait a minute why why is it why is this happening because something in there it shouldn't be there you ever watch like uh I think it was when Sesame Street wasn't like an activist show and you know when I was a kid at least and they said one of these things does not belong one of these things is not the same remember that maybe some of you do well anyways you got to look in your life and say something here doesn't fit something is something is not right if you're spending more time on social media than you are with your family, if you're spending more time on social media than you are with the Lord, if you're spending more time comparing, trying to figure out how to market your ministry, trying to figure out how to get more followers, all this, that, that is marketing. Look at, we can all amass like a massive amount of followers. Anybody could do that if you put enough money into it, you, you hire the right people. You're going to amass, you know, there's so many different marketing strategies that have crept their way into the church, and they're not all bad because we can use them for the kingdom and for the glory. Do I have a mailing list? Sure. And do I put out ads once in a while? Yeah. But that, but, you know, if the Lord were to put something on my heart where I'm going to bed and I feel there's something icky or wrong or slimy about it, I'm going to pull out just like I did with like 99% of the advertisers that we were doing. Because it's like, I want to make sure I'm a pure stream. I'm a pure vessel. And I don't want anything to hinder that or get in the way of the anointing and the pureness and the holiness that God has us to to walk in because that's where the anointing comes from. And so whenever we start feeling, if we get to a place where we start feeling restless or, you know, we got to examine our heart. What what is it? Why am I restless? Because the Bible says be anxious for nothing. What's what's causing the restlessness? Is it comparison? Is it that I'm desiring for something like a platform or, you know, some type of recognition or attention or why is it that we feel entitled that we need to have this? What, what is the driving force behind it is the question. And, and as we look at these distractions, a lot of the marriages that we deal with that people are having problems. And I think every marriage at some point runs into some challenges and that's when we really need to fight for it. But, you know, a lot of the times it's because somebody's distracted. Somebody's put their focus on something else. The grass looks greener on the other side. There's comparison. We think we got a bad deal. We think that for some somehow God forgot us. I'm here in the middle of nowhere and I'm watching all these people and God's advancing. Well, maybe it's not God that's advancing them. Have you ever thought of that? Maybe they got a big ministry because they're not doing the work of God. Maybe, maybe it's actually like when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness and they said yes to the devil and wanted the kingdoms of this earth. And so it looks like it's a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. We don't want that. We don't want a form of godliness. We don't want to show up on the on the last, you know, uh, you know, the judgment day and say, um, hey, God, here I am. And he says, well, depart from me, worker of iniquity. I never knew you. But, Lord, I cast out demons in your name. Lord, I did all these things in your name. Sure, but I never knew you. See, our main mission is, you know, if God's given us a family, be a good, be a good spouse, be a good husband, be a good wife. You know, focus on what he's given you. This is precious. You might not have these. These are maybe the best days ever right now for us. We don't know what's ahead. Live in the moment. Enjoy enjoy the moment. Be present. Somebody needs to hear this. Be present in your family. Stop trying to be like this one or that one. Thinking that, oh, if I just act more like this or look more like this or do more like this, you're running, you're, you're in a rat race. Get out of the rat race. This, this is never what God intended for you to be in this rat race. 
And why am I talking about this so passionately? Because you know what? That same spirit came on me. Yeah. I st- you know what? I, th- I had to fight it off and get back on course. Because just like all the other stuff that God has shown us in the last couple of years, you know what? The devil, he'll make it so that you're never happy. He'll make it so that you're never content. When you get into the presence and the glory of God, the content, you're content. There it is. You're fulfilled. He's the answer. He's the void filler. See, when we look at all these other things to fulfill us, to satisfy us, we think that we deserve all these things. We're entitled. It's the same entitlement spirit that many of us don't like about the left. They're entitled. Well, Christians are acting like they're entitled. They're entitled to a big ministry. They're entitled to a bunch of money. They're entitled to, to be part of everything, you know, every click. And somebody's got to say something about everything. Does God want us to speak about everything or should we be slow to speak? Should we pray about what we're meant to talk about? Pick and choose our battles. Because there's a lot of confusion going on right now. And I think there's going to be a whole lot of shaking going on in the body of Christ. Because God is coming back for a church without spot nor wrinkle. And he's looking for pure streams. And in this, in this revival, this second wave, it ain't going to be the folks that got puffy heads and, and, and started buying 50 cars and big mansions and their clothes are all embroidered with their initials. And I mean, come on, guys. Seriously? What are you like? You think you're a king or something? This is what's happened. And those people are going to be dealt with. They're going to be dealt with. You know what? I'm not going to look at the speck in someone else's eye when I got a plank in my own. What, what can I do better, God? I just want to be in your presence. I just want to be in your glory. I just want to walk in the anointing, Lord. I want to be about your business. I want to bless you. I want to bless those. I don't want to be known for drama. I don't want to look like a wannabe that's out there trying to jockey for somebody else's attention. Oh, look at me. You know, I'm, I mean, I, if you notice, I even stopped putting all the pictures up with other people. I see famous people all the time. I'm in meetings all the time. I mean, some people would be impressed with my lifestyle. You know, it's not impressive because they're God's doors that he opens. And I stopped taking all the pictures with everybody. You know, I mean, sometimes you'll see it. I'm not going to say I'm never going to do it. But I took down a lot of them because, you know what, I'm just at a place I don't care anymore. I don't need to have the picture with this one or that one. I'm over it, guys. I'm over it. I mean, seriously, at this point, do I really need that in my life? Is that what I'm about at this point? No. To know him and to make him known. To be about his business. I want his, his favor. I want his blessing. So we got to get out of the rat race. Stop with, with this whole subculture that we've created in the church where everybody's got to be something. Just be what God wants you to be. Just be the person you're meant to be. No one else can be you. Be a good family man. Be a good, be a good spouse. Be a good person, but don't do it because, you know, it's like good people aren't going to make it to heaven. The people that accepted Jesus are the ones that make it to heaven. But what I'm saying is that's the fruit of, the, of, of being a Christian, though. You know, the fruit of being a Christian is yes. People are going to notice that you are kind and loving and, you know, you're a blessing to many, right? And so these are the things that I'm telling you, if we apply today's broadcast, we stop worrying about being somebody we're not. We stop doing things that we're not meant to do. We stop jockeying. We stop 
trying to be somebody else. We just be you. Just be who you're called to be. Do what you're called to do. Every single day, stand in the presence of the Most High God and say, how can I please you, Lord? What can I do to be the best Christian? What can I do to, to, to bring people to the kingdom? People are watching our lives. Get out of the rat race. Right? Get out of the rat race. Just get out of it. Today is the day. No more comparison. You don't have to know this person. Oh, how do I manipulate my way in to know this person? You know what? If God opens the door and he introduces you, great. You don't have to manipulate your way to get there. You don't have to manipulate your way to do anything. Show up. Love the Lord. Do what the scripture says. Have an active prayer life. Be in the presence of God. Oh, friends, if we just do this, I'm telling you. (laughs) I love you. PastorTodd.org. We'll be back next week. PastorTodd.org. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's broadcast of the Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant. We're so thankful that you tune in to these broadcasts. Hopefully, this helps you in your walk, that you would go deeper. And in order to support these programs, we definitely need your help. Uh, If you can go to PastorTodd.org or www.toddcoconado.com slash give. If everybody just from the core group were to give $20 a month, we'd be able to fund this stuff. But, you know, there's a few of you that are holding the weight for everybody. So please help us if you're able. Pray about becoming a partner. We bless you. We appreciate you. And we'll be back soon.